Paul Reiser is a comedian, actor, writer, and musician. Best known for his roles as Paul Buckman in the TV sitcom Mad About You, Carter Burke in the classic Aliens film, and more recently as Doug Getty in the Amazon series Red Oaks, and as Dr. Sam Owens in the Netflix original series Stranger Things. He's also created and produced the seven-episode series There's Johnny, which intertwines authentic footage from The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson with the coming-of-age story of Andy, who stumbles into a job at the iconic show. Make sure to catch it on Hulu. Paul will be performing stand-up at the Aladdin Theatre June 8th. We spoke on the phone this week to learn more about the show, and we begin there. Hello, can you hear me? Is this Paul? Hey, it's Paul. Yes, good morning. I hear you now. Great you to connect with you. And is this Greg? It is. It hey, is. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Great. Now, uh, you are coming to Portland, and this show is called Tales of Love, Life. No, the show's not called anything. Okay, so let me stop you right there, oh. right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody said, well, well got to, it's not a show. I mean, <laughs> There's no title. It's it's uh, it's me coming to do some fun stand-up. And then they oh. said, well, what's it about? And somebody said, well, you're really talking about the tales of love. I go, yeah, just but don't call it that. If you <laughs> call it that, it sounds fancy and phony. <laughs> um, but what I always tell people, they say, well, what do you talk about? And I said, here's the truth. Here's the sad truth. I'm not smart enough to make anything up. So I, so I can only talk about what actually just happened to me. But when I talk about what happened to me and, and I tell people, I say, you're not going to believe the, the conversation I just had with my wife this morning, or you're not going to believe what my, my son did, and you're not going to believe how bad my phone is, and how, how and people are laughing because they're going, oh, it's not just us. This idiot has the same problems as we do. And then they feel better about their lives. So that's what I'm there to do. I'm there to make I am there to make the people of Portland enjoy their lives better. I pretty much know where I'm gonna go, but the fun thing about stand up is every night it does change a bit because of the audience and, and uh, the live thing. Which is what I, I missed, you know, for a long spell I, I left stand-up not on purpose but I was just busy doing Mad About You 20-something years five years ago and then right. when it was over when Mad About You was over I just was like happy to be home for a while and I was writing stuff but I didn't go out and perform so it was a long spell and when I went out again starting really about five years ago in fact one of the first places I went was a club in Portland but um, I, I, I was surprised but really excited by how to remember how much I loved it and and how different it is because when you're doing stand-up you know it's just you, you get your payoff right away you're talking they laugh right. you don't have to wait a week you don't have to wait a year to get a studio <laughs> to green light a movie you just tell people what you think of and they laugh and you have a great time and you go home it's it's very low-tech and I find that really refreshing <laughs> there's yeah. nothing there's no way to do it uh, differently than just old school you get a lot from it. You get that energy yeah. from the crowd. Yeah, you do. They and that's why I say it changes every night. And something that one night may work differently the next night. And and uh, it, it, and it and you definitely get the energy from the live audience. And uh, it's it's funny, you know. When I, I started as a comedian, but when I got into acting, and, and then I, as I said, didn't do stand up for a long time. So there are many people who will 
here, I'm doing a show, and they'll go, oh, we, we didn't know he did stand-up. I'll go, really? I, I guess you wouldn't, because I hadn't in so long. But uh, to me, now, going back at this point, it's, you know, the audience knows me, and we've been, we've been through a lot together, the audience, and, and I feel it has this really fun feeling to me, and I hope to them, of, it's sort of like old friends getting together, you know, friends you haven't seen in a long time, that you can just hit the ground running the minute you see each other. And that's what it kind of feels like. Well, if they're coming to the theater, they probably know me already, <laughs> you know? And uh, whatever was in my books or I'm mad about you, that's yeah, pretty much me. So um, <clears throat> the conversation continues, you know? And so now it's a different point in life. You know, you get to a certain age and you, you're, you're, the details change and a new marriage is different than a 25, 30-year-old marriage. And a brand new baby is different material you get from when you get a, you know, a college age kid. It's a whole bunch of new problems, but they're still funny and challenging. Right, and you know, I remember that from your audio book. You mentioned, I mean, you read your audio book, and you mentioned that you're speaking to to me. The way you presented it was you're speaking to. You said it yourself. You said, I'm speaking to you, not you collectively. I'm speaking to you. I thought that was very personal. I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> well, I, I, and I go house to house, by the way. I recorded it 12 million times because uh, I wanted to be authentically, individually, individualized. But, I, you know, I, I, that's sort of how I do it. It's not, you know, it's just sort yes. of the way I, way I write and the way I talk. So, as I say, when I'm talking to the audience, it feels like I'm talking to a friend, and I let them in on stuff that I would I don't tell everybody, but I'll tell them, and uh, which is everybody. But it, it, it's it feels you know coming and going to them and to me. It feels like we're just comparing notes, you know. And we're uh, as I say, a lot of people will say, "Man, we grew up with you. You know, we, we got married when you guys got married. I'm mad about you, and we had our kids when you had a kid." And but to my great surprise, there has been there's certainly a lot of people my age who you know remember mad about you finally. But there have been a huge uh, part of the audience that are much younger that either have gotten to know mad about you or now coming because of Stranger Things or or Whiplash or something. There's some connection, and so it's been very nice to see that the audience is uh, it's a really a great mix. It's really across the spectrum of, of uh, ages. So. That tells me I must be doing something right. Yes, no, you're in this amazing season two of Stranger Things. Very exciting. Yeah, you know, yes, there are people who are like, we never, you know, younger people go, oh, you're the guy, you're the doctor. I'm like, okay, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But, uh, yeah, certainly I can tell if, if uh, you know, somebody under 25 comes over to say hello to me, I'm, I know that it's probably from Whiplash and not from, you know, something long ago. You've actually got an action figure of you out there. Have you seen this thing? <laughs> yes, my the Paul Reiser action figure from Aliens. You know, it's, it, they, somebody said, uh, you know, there's uh, every character has an action figure, but you, you must have done some really good negotiating <laughs> to, to hold out. I went, nah, nobody ever asked me. So they made it, and it, it actually looks pretty much like I did it's in the movie. It's spot on. And, and, they, and they, you know, has all these moving parts. And the guy, they said to me, because this is really a very uh, intricate model. It has 118 different points of actuation. I said, well, what does that mean? They said, like the finger bends here and the knee bends there, and there are 118 parts that move. I said, well, I personally have like 11. I, I, this thing is better shaped than I am. 
You can move this any way. Things that I couldn't do, you can make this guy do. So rush home and get one of those for Christmas. Oh, yes. NECA action figure. <laughs> and I love the expression on your face. Yeah, it's one of constant fear. That, by the way, that's how I look in my natural. I wake up with that face. I knew you would say that. I just knew it. <laughs> Now, uh, I just finished this, Johnny. Your, pro- oh. your, your baby. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I'm so happy. It's unlike yes. anything on television. Well, I, I think so. I, I, I'm really proud of this, Johnny. It's on Hulu. and it, This is a show that I've been developing for years, and it's had a very odd journey. And we made it for one network, and then which kind of folded their tent, and so we went over to Hulu, and they Hulu aired it. And so it, it wasn't very publicized, and it's really very much under the radar. Even even if you have Hulu, you have to struggle <laughs> to find it. But uh, everybody who's, who finds it uh, is enjoying it, which makes me really uh, happy. We have this great cast, and it's it takes place behind the scenes of The Tonight Show, 1972. And we did it in partnership with Johnny Carson's company. So we have the usage of all his film, and so we drop in. In the background, you just see, you know, the show that they're making is actually Johnny Carson. So it, that's a small part of the show, but it's the background of the show, but it really makes you feel like you're there. And then we have these actors that are just so good. This young woman, Jane Levy, who I, I think is going to be huge, and this right. young fellow, Ian Nelson, and the great Tony Danza uh, plays the producer, Freddie DeCordova. So it's, it's a really good show that I, I hope we get to come and come back and make some more of because I think it's, it is, as you say, hopefully unlike anything else on television. Yeah, and it's so great to see Tony on television again. He looks fantastic. Doesn't he? Yeah. He's, he he's just... like 93 years old. He's, no, he's, uh, he's in great shape. He's a, and a great he's, he's a great guy. I loved working with him. But he, his, his performance in the show is so um, mind-blowing because he, he's, play, he's the only one playing a real person. He plays a character uh, named Freddie DeCordova, who was, in fact, Johnny's longtime producer. And he was a very colorful character in very old-school Hollywood. And Tony, of course, knew him. And uh, and he's very very oh, unlike... He yeah, yeah, he knew oh. him. Tony did the show a lot. And he's very unlike Tony. Tony is very... Everybody, you know you know Tony. If you see him on TV, you know him. He's this fast-talking Brooklyn you know, street guy. Right. And Freddie was this sort of polished... Uh, sort of sophisticated guy talked in very flowery sentences and just from the get-go tony took this role and made it his own but it's he doesn't sound like him and in fact people watch the whole show without and go oh my god that's tony danza because he looks the same but he's he's just he's just really a really uh, skilled actor and he's kind of uh sort of stealth about it because you don't realize how good he is yes no i love the wipes I love the uh, the the writers oh. the writers room and the writers room oh. bits are the best. I I mean for me personally, the character of Mitchell's really interesting too. No, God I'll, bless you, man. I'm so glad to hear somebody's actually watched it. You know, the writers room was very fun to write uh, for me. Uh, the, I could uh, tell that that's your input uh, there with the writers. Well, the, the, it's it's a little bit of a creative license because Johnny's writers uh, actually worked, wrote by themselves in little cubicles, and they didn't work as a team. But my experience in television is you have a writer's room, which is just a lot of people in with no air and no window, just, you know, side by side, making shit up. Oops, I just cursed. Making stuff up. And... Um, it, it, there's a there's a camaraderie and a, uh, a, a a relationship between those guys that sort of they're they're uh, 
you know, they're war buddies together. They're blood brothers. And uh, we have four great guys. They really are. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of fraternity. Yes. But and... I'm so glad. I hope people uh, watch that show. And, uh, and they can... And I also hope that they come to the Aladdin on June 8th. That is really the important thing. And if they have any questions, I, I, what I've been really uh, enjoying, towards the end of the show, I'll open it up and we do a Q&A. And oh, really? And ask anything. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun to me because I never know. Some, some are really interesting questions and some are just uh, quite revealing of the, of the sick minds of the uh, people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's always surprising and always fun for me. So uh, if, if they can watch this, Johnny, and have any questions, we can settle them when you come to the Aladdin Theater. Okay. We'll do that. We'll, we'll have our questions ready. And uh, it's going well, this tour. It's going great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been doing it. Uh, it's a very gentleman's taste tour. I do, I do, uh, like every other weekend I'll go somewhere and, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, I was never one to be out on the road and, and, uh, you know, month after month. So, uh, I get to go out and every, every other weekend visit a nice city and tell some jokes and, uh, it's been, it's been great fun. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you and come by, come by the show and say hello. All right, will do. All right, thanks so much, Rick. Cheers. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. I'm Gregory Day. Thanks for tuning in to pdxpodcast.com. We really appreciate it, and each show is presented ad-free. We will see you next Monday. Have a great one.